0: Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter. And in today's episode, What Matters Most is human resources in a time of crisis. And for this discussion, I'm thankful to be joined remotely today by Chuck Olson, Vice President and Chief Human Resources Officer at First United Bank and Trust. Good morning, Chuck. How's it going?
1: Good morning, Eric. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's going to be a good conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, an unfortunate time that we find ourselves in right now. We've got a lot of things happening. News is, is, uh, is full of conversation about the coronavirus and what businesses are doing what people are doing to keep keep themselves um safe in this in this time and you know i know at the at the bank we're doing what we can to help communicate with uh the community at large and keep them informed about how to stay safe but also how to manage themselves during this time um but businesses are are particularly impacted by this and so i wanted to to talk with you a little bit about what should businesses be doing right now? what What are some things that businesses could be doing during this pandemic to um, to make sure that they're safe and, and, and uh, their employees are safe?
1: You know, it's, it's, it really is a very interesting time. Um, you know the, the, the core issue that we're really dealing with is the concepts of fear. Um, that you know, as leaders of our organizations, as businesses have to understand that if you believe, that your employees have some degree of fear, and I think the actions you take are going to be to try to mitigate that. You know, information is critical during a crisis. And right now, you know, what we're finding is that there's lots of information out there, primarily through the media, but in some respects because of the nature of what we're dealing with, you know, that also kind of you know propagates fear. Right. So, you know, the bank's position has been communication. Uh, to make sure that our employees are very aware of the steps we're taking to, you know, mostly and mainly from the human resources perspective is that we're, we're looking after them. And so, you know, we've taken a number of steps to not only, you know, communicate on a regular daily basis, you know, what's coming out of a, a, a solid, well-organized pandemic um, crisis policy, but, you know, to make sure that our employees are fully aware of what the bank is doing to again, protect its employees and more importantly, you know, protect the customers and protect the business.
0: Right. And would you say that uh, I'm sure a lot of businesses, um, especially small businesses probably weren't prepared for something like this. They didn't have a pandemic policy in place. Um, do you have some, some thoughts that you could offer to them to, how, how could they kind of quickly ramp up to be at that point and be ready to uh, deal so, with what they're dealing with?
1: And then, you know, that's the bigger opportunity, because you're right. I think smaller businesses have a unique set of challenges. But the first thing is, because they're a smaller company, you know, they can touch all their employees. So, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, that, that we're really trying to do as a nation and as an industry right now is that we've got to maintain these practices of, you know, social distancing. And then, you know, quite frankly, just keep washing our hands and watching what we're touching. You know, as a small business owner, you know, when you know that this is the only way that you can prevent the spread or even having coming into your own organization, to really just have continual conversations and to monitor behaviors to make sure that's happening. You know, beyond that, I think it's a matter that, you know, you also as a small business have to have an understanding that at some point your employees could potentially be coming closer to other people with the contagion And so, you know, then it's a matter of just making sure, but he's keeping everybody aware of who's going where and who's doing what, you know, the, the, the real thing that you're trying to avoid is having to send employees home because they have contracted or, or they can have other people that they're either caring for or have contracted it to, you know, make sure that you don't approach that point. So prevention on the front end is where it has to be.
0: Right. Yeah, and and as as you've been dealing with this internally at the bank, what um, what are some of the policies that we've had to enact um, that maybe others could find helpful in their place of business?
1: You know, I, I think you know. First off, you know, our most of our policies have been centered around the, the pay concepts because we did have and we do have you know, benefits for employees that they have paid time off, either through sick or vacation time that they accrue. And in the meantime, as as we probably all aware that the federal government last week passed legislation called the Families First Coronavirus Response Act or the FFCRA that actually provides uh, federally subsidized benefits to, you know, employees under certain conditions. All small business owners or any employer under 500 employees you know, has to be mindful that that's in play. But, you know, our real process that we have right now is just to make sure that our employees are making us aware of their health conditions. So what we are doing on a daily basis is asking our managers to report the the health conditions of their employees. So a small business owner with less than 25 people, you know, what you want to be monitoring is, you know, who might be home with a cold or the flu that's non-COVID related, But at the same time, you know, if it did become COVID-related, should you be taking the practices to have them self quarantine So that's that's one of the practices that our bank is looking into right now and has started to administer is that there are certain situations where if employees are sick, we're asking them to stay home. And again, you know, if it's non-COVID-related, the question is how do you pay them? But if it is COVID-related and if they're under, you know, medical orders, from a doctor because of the health condition that they have that might expose them to um, having a higher risk under COVID, this is where this Federal Pay Act uh, kicks into gear.
0: Right. Right. That's good to know. So um, as, as we've seen, and many businesses are seeing, a lot of employees are working remotely. And thankfully, with technology these days, it makes that process pretty straightforward and and a lot of uh, folks are working out of the home. What, what tips can business owners offer to their associates to make sure that they're maintaining a proper balance when they're working from home? I know that can be a challenge for a lot of people if they're not used to it.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's actually been, you know, as technology has evolved, that's really becoming almost a norm within industry now. And there's been an awful lot of documentation and study about the effects of remote workers. And I think if this is a new practice for a business, it's something that they either want to research or understand. But, you know, one of the biggest issues with it is the lack of connection to an employee who, you know, typically, you know, work next to you or down the hall. So you're right. There's a few things that you have to be mindful of, um, you know, mostly on the fact that there needs to be a system in place to ensure that they are working. So it's either going to be where you have to make sure if it's a salaried employee Um, that is, um, you know, has expectations in their job that they're delivering their results as needed. If it's an hourly employee, they still need to be able to maintain their time. If you have a manual timekeeping system, you'll have to figure out how to make sure the time reported in terms of when they punch in and they clock out for lunch, clock back in again is maintained. So there's some operational components that you have to be aware of for people that are working remotely. But to your point, you know, there's just a bigger issue about you know, kind of what I would call on a a psychological basis that you got to be mindful of. And that is the fact that they are disconnected and the routines have been disrupted. You know, the things that you can read about that are, you know, that you want to still continue to have regular staff meetings over the phone, have constant contact with them, even if there's no real need to understand if there's a need to talk. Um, One of the practices with my group that's all working remotely right now is just kind of a daily call to see how they're doing. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's recommending that they maintain as much of a regular schedule at home in terms of the time that they wake up, uh, their, meal, their meal breaks, um, the fact that you really want them to, you know, make sure there's a balance in their lives in terms of, you know, taking time to either you know, get a little exercise in. One of the things you're consistently reading right now with everybody having to shelter in place is get outside and take a walk, get some fresh air, but keep your distance from anybody you might walk into. Exactly. So there's just some really good sense things that you can do there to make sure employees keep their balance.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that I, I've, I've known just myself working remotely has uh, have, have felt that and, and the need to just kind of get away and, and take, a, take a walk to the mailbox and, <laughs> and yeah. just enjoy. The- I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm, I'm trying to get a daily walk in and it's amazing how much better I feel you know, I, I plug my um, iPod in, or you know, my ear earbuds in, and, and get some good tunes going, and take a real <laughs> strong walk. And it's amazing the energy lift that it gives you, and how much better you feel about everything. Because, yeah, you know, regardless of what's happening right now, there is a world out there, and it's still going forward. And uh, you know, a, a little dose of nature won't hurt anybody right now.
0: Absolutely. So, um, let me ask you: Is there any tips we can give to? Uh, to small businesses or, or other businesses out there, regarding resources that that they might find useful during this time, is there anything that's readily available that you've seen or that um, that we're recommending people to reach out to, maybe the SBA or or something like that, that that can help them uh, with regard to their human resources needs? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think you know there's there's lots of resources, and the ones that I see are coming at me right now is, is that if you have any level of vendor relationship, especially if you have a payroll service or a, a benefits program that you're having administered through a third third party, um, you know they all have rallied to the cause and provided you know mostly tips for you know how to how to maintain a healthy workforce. You know, I think some of the strongest resources I've seen have been through the, uh, the, the ability to just contact your state um, health department and their website. They seem to have a tremendous number of other links that go off in all directions, but most importantly, giving business owners an understanding of you know, what this disease is about. Um, how, how to manage it from the day to day basis of operating your business, uh, what to do regarding any issues with people who have contracted to being exposed to it. But then there's also a number of resources about some of the things we've just talked about in terms of how to keep your employees, what I like to call, you know, emotionally, mentally, and physically fit, you know, during this, you know, special time that we're in. But yeah, your, your local health department website seems to have an awful lot of good information.
0: Excellent. Uh, Chuck, are there any other questions that we should be discussing or or should share with our listeners?
1: You know, I think on this topic, it it really is just a matter of flexibility and adaptability. Um, You know, you got to kind of keep an eye on on what you had planned for your business in the long run. But in the meantime, you know, what you've always found in crisis management is you got to kind of work on an hour to hour basis. But Again, I think as long as we are, you know, kind of projecting to our staffs and our, and our organizations that there, there is a plan and that there is leadership in front of us to make sure that their questions are being answered. But it does require a lot of adaptability uh, to on everybody's part to kind of move through this. But I, I think the, the final message should be is the, the quicker we, we follow the protocols of social distancing and prevention and that we all practice this, the quicker we'll be out of this and, and, and things will get
0: back to normal. Absolutely. Okay. Chuck, I want to sincerely thank you for joining me today. Uh, in this unique circumstance, we find ourselves in, and uh, working through these remote <laughs> technical challenges, we find, find ourselves uh, recording it uh, over, over cell phones um, and uh, providing such helpful insights for our listeners. If Someone were to, uh, if someone were to have a question or wants to learn more, is there is there a way that they can reach out to us here at the bank to uh, to offer them support?
1: Absolutely, and and I've made you know my resources available to people that have been calling in. So if there's if there's are any kind of specific needs that anybody has about how to function their business, if they can't contact uh, the bank directly through our website uh, then, you know, reaching out to me individually is, is more than, uh, more than able. I, I'm very active on my LinkedIn page, but yeah, if anybody would like to contact me directly at the, uh, email address is Olson, O L S S O N at dot com, And I'll be glad to help them out.
0: Excellent. Chuck, thank you so much. That brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting dot com slash podcast, or find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. We're thankful for you to be listening. We'll be back next week with more helpful content, but until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. First United, my bank for life. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This recording is for informational purposes only. Any references in this recording to any person, organization, product, or service does not constitute or imply the endorsement, recommendation, or affiliation with First United Bank & Trust. First United is not responsible for your use of the information mentioned within this podcast. Please consult legal or tax professionals for counsel as needed.